As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 333, The Mark of the Cheese. Don't ask questions, just enjoy a slice. But yeah, we got a new episode for you, and it involves old, old people. people in a night of the living old people. People. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we decided to pick a couple of movies that are geared around old people. There's a movie that i just been wanting to see, I saw that I missed for last year. That yeah. I didn't get to watch, which was old people. Mm-hmm. And I saw a trailer for it and I was like, man, you know what? I wish I would have seen this and I really just wanted to watch it. And then we were like, well, we got to pair it with something. And I was like, well, there's a couple that we could pair it with. But we figured we'd do the visit. Christina really wanted to do the visit. Yeah. We have done the visit on the podcast before. But like when she, it first came out. Yeah. She has not actually told her thoughts about it. And I think the first time. No, 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 no. I did an episode. I didn't do an episode of it. I did a YouTube video, and then I think later on, Mike and Patrick and I did a episode where we did like five movies or something, uh, and it was like one of the movies. Uh huh. So I don't know. I don't remember exactly. It's been six years <laughs> of weeks and weeks and weeks of stuff. So, but it's been long enough. We figured we'd throw it in there as well. So this week we're watching Old People from 2022 and The Visit from 2015. And both of them can be found online. You can actually find old people on Netflix, which is a Netflix Polish film that they brought on from another country to spice up their list of horror. It's a little bit more dramatic, but we'll get into that more. Um, And then Visits on. It's on Tubi. Tubi, okay. I'm sure there's other places you might be able to find the visit, but Tubi is, you know, free. So we always mention that one now. But Christina, what are you up to? How are you doing? What's going on with you? Well, I want to talk about the submarine, but did you oh. see did you see the um the picture of the grandma coffee table going around? Yes, that was by Chris Reagan who decided to play a trick on the internet and it expl- it went viral. It exploded and went viral. I saw TikToks about it and yeah. like people were talking about like weird news and shit like that. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. And, ugh, so gullible. I remember like in like the 2000s, the Phoenix New Times put out an April Fool's article about people who taxidermied their their loved ones. Yeah, and one of and they had pictures and everything, and people like believed it, and it was so funny because they even so had a fill, kid. And, and to fill you guys in, what we're talking about, because like you guys are probably clueless as to what we're saying. 
Because I can't imagine everybody knew what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Well, I don't why don't you tell so. them what they're what we're talking about? Uh, the the uh, there was a, a Twitter that went around and it had a picture with a grandma, like half of a grandma in a resin block, and it said it said the family encased their deceased grandmother in resin and used her as a coffee table. And she's like looking like she's cooking something. Or yeah, it's, it's just like, like half, her, her top half. Yeah, but I guess he Chris Ragan generated an AI image. Oh, is that what it was? Yep, and uh, and and just did that post, and it went viral. It was kind of <laughs> funny, and I, it was relevant to this episode. If so. you're not sure who Chris Reagan is, he used to be a pretty one of those like um, shock rock YouTubers. You know what I mean? Like where they used to like back in the day, back in the day, alongside with like iDubs and uh, all these guys that were trying to shock the internet with like the most shocking thing because the 2000s were like this time where like everybody wanted to be extreme and so he was one of those people but he's kind of like toned down a little bit more because he got older yeah because he got older yeah exactly <laughs> like people are like you've changed it's like yeah it's everyone been changes yeah, it's been 15 years dude people get older sorry <laughs> i know that they can't just make fart jokes and like poop jokes forever like me you know like mm-hmm. they yeah <laughs> Every day, all day. All day. No, uh, that's just a guy thing, I think. I don't know. Stupid guys, anyway. But the submarine, which I'm sure everyone has heard about. Sure. Going down to the Titanic, and and then it goes missing, and then they find out it just imploded. Yeah, there was a lot, I mean, a lot of jokes that were being made about this submarine thing. I personally never made one. Oh, I, I did make one to you. I mean, one to per- one person, but uh-huh. I didn't mean it like I just didn't want to follow it. I didn't want to follow the news on it. I just thought it was intriguing. And I'm sorry. I, I thought the jokes were funny. <laughs> sure. But I, m- me personally, I just was not interested. I was like, right. if they're alive, they're alive. I don't want to be sitting here in suspension wondering if they are wondering about my own mortality and what it's like <laughs> to die in a fucking submarine below the water, because it's just not. Something I want to think about, really, honestly. Well, do, do you think it's kind of, well, not funny, it's kind of weird that they were going down to uh, the Titanic, with which is infamous. The irony is there, definitely, not, yes, of you course. Know, knowing there was icebergs there, but not giving a shit, and then honestly, they're getting into this submarine that's not certified or anything, going down, you know what I mean? It's like, just another chapter in the human odyssey of of hubris (laughs) you know what i mean we just think we're bigger than god you know you know what wasn't down there what women what (laughs) what do you mean was there a pearl necklace down there no no, i was just saying that there is no i don't is that from the movie i haven't seen the movie i have no idea i'm so it's been so many years yeah the lady that was on the titanic she was the rose lady in the movie i haven't seen it uh, I can't believe you've never seen Titanic, but you stayed around for the adventures of real life death. And you, this is like a huge, like. Why do I have to, I know how the movie ended. Right. But it's, Wh- it's epic. Why? It's epic. Regardless if you like these style, you think it's just some drama movie. It's not. It's, it's got a lot of adventure in it. Oh, and a lot you. of people just like to put down James Cameron. I don't know why. It's just I like, didn't put down James Cameron. Yeah, I just but, didn't but a lot of it. people do, and so then they minimize everything that he's done. I don't know why. 
Like, I, I get it. He's a particular kind of douchebag in some regard, but the dude's obviously knows something or two about a couple of things, and he does make an interesting picture. I even watched the new Avatar, which I was not interested in the least, and I was just bored, and I was like, ah, just put it on, you know. You like it? I actually kind of dug it. The last uh-huh. fucking half of the movie is, like, jam-packed with action. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is uh, kind of fun to watch. It wasn't, it's not like a movie that I'll, you know, put on all the time, but I was, I got a lot more out of it than I was expecting. And I was kind of like in the, in the mindset of like, right, you know, so you should really watch Titanic. A lot of people really like the movie, even that aren't fans of that style. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's stupid. Just watch it. (laughs) I don't know why you wouldn't watch it. I'll watch it at on least VHS. watch it for all the people like sliding off the boat and falling into the water, getting decapitated and all that other shit. It's fucking wild. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's fucking wild. Like I, I honestly thought it was pretty action packed for its time. He, like he was really kind of pushing the boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. very epic. Bill Paxton's in that movie. I forget anymore. Yeah. There's what's her name from fucking miseries in it. And uh, a bunch of other people are in it. Just oh. A ton of fucking people. Oh. Yeah. A bunch of rich people, like, you know, get sunk, you know, same old story. Yeah. Just, ha- yeah. <laughs> but it's exactly. interesting. But it's interesting because it's not just rich people, because there was a lot of, you know, people on the lower decks that were like. Who were probably forced to go yeah, they on were, the Titanic and They were the ones that were them. forced to die. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't the ones that were saved all the time. Maybe the kids and the women. I don't know. But I don't know. But yeah, it's interesting. I think you should watch it. But uh a lot of people were pretty upset about the whole submarine thing, though, like like mad at friends and stuff. I just stayed out of it. I was just like, you know what? I really don't care. <laughs> I want to know. So when they were before they they figured it imploded, they were searching for it. Right. And they mm. said because they said they heard tap. OK, first of all. They found it in front of the fucking Titanic. Why didn't they look there first? One. Christina, it's Second, a fucking size of Connecticut. They, okay. That's the size of the area that they were submarine. Well, it doesn't matter. That's not the point I'm trying to make. Stop. So they said they heard tapping. Where's this fucking tapping? It impl- like it imploded like really quick, like two days before. But they said they heard tapping. Where did this fucking tapping come from? I don't know. Maybe, Where's this tapping? Maybe someone's down there Who's from the Titanic. There? You know? Who's down there? Trying to open a door or something. <laughs> ghostly (laughs) yeah (laughs) i don't know the weird thing was is how the news kind of treated it i thought like they had a like one i think it was cnn or something that like had a countdown to their death no it was it was till the oxygen ran out right that's what i'm saying to their death yeah i mean essentially that's what we're saying right like well yeah, but I mean... You can put a name to it, whatever you want. The The cupcakes will be done in 20 minutes uh, it's, timer, it's the, but they're all going to die. Hope. Shut up. It's a hope. It's to give people hope that they would find them before their oxygen ran out. I'm trying to sell people a fucking death on the TV, pretty much. I didn't I didn't <laughs> think they'd, I don't know, they it just weren't bad cor- about it. The, everyone else on social media was horrendous about it. I'm not saying... I don't care about that. I'm just saying it's weird for the news to do something like that. To me... It's not. It's not shocking that they did it. It's just, I don't know. I don't think it's that weird because they knew. Yeah, they knew how much oxygen they had left. It. I thought it was a hope thing. I don't think I. As soon as I thought about it and I heard about the the thing with the window and how that they said they needed to replace it, I was like, oh, it, imp- it imploded. Yeah, exactly. I remember you said that too. Yeah, I was like, Garrett, there's nothing that they could do about it. And right. then everybody's like, oh, maybe you know, maybe I'll feel bad about all the jokes I made. <laughs> 
I think everybody knew. They were just like, whatever. Like, kids get shot in school every day. Might as well make jokes about this. I mean. <laughs> Let's start pumping rounds into old people. Speaking of which, we got a couple of movies today that we're going to talk about that will uh, maybe bring you down for Monday, you know? Talk about death and Happy shit. Happy Monday. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's our new segment we're going to have with Christina where she brings up fucking wildly inappropriate shit and uh, then yells at me for making bad jokes. Yep. <laughs> no, I told her that we should do like weird uh, news and stuff like that in the beginning for our episodes just for some fun things. Like her, she would tell one or two stories, we'd talk about it, give our thoughts about it, and then... And then we go into our horror shots. horror shots and so on. So let us know what you guys think of that. We might do it. It's called Happy Monday. Because <laughs> Christine is so bright and cheery with these stories. <laughs> Everybody's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the knocking coming from? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror shots. we do a shot i wanted to call this a specific shot i don't know if we're still doing that are we still doing that it's based off the movie the visit there's some ingredients in here that i had to have in there because it just makes sense for old people because we wanted to theme it around old people because both of these movies have old people in them and it's basically our fear of old people m night Shyamalan has done two movies about being old uh-huh. And I think everybody's fear is a little bit more about old. So it may, it's kind of appropriate, right? Like getting right. old is scary for a lot of people. Right. So we thought, what do what what fucking old people love? We're like Peppermint Schnapps, Werther's Originals, and living in an old folks home. <laughs> yeah, they love The three that. favorite things. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Being locked away for years and forgotten uh, in an old folks home. Poopy so, depends. <clears throat> so what we decided is we got some ashes from... I'm kidding. <laughs> we got some dirt from an old folks home and we decided to mix it in with our drink. No, uh, we got Werther's original. So we basically did some pretty, uh, you know, some really high class fucking cooking here for this shot. I actually boiled, not boiled, but just heated up uh, a little bit of milk in a pan. You don't want to burn the milk. You have to constantly keep stirring it. I actually turned the pan on its side like on the corner and then kept stirring it with about three or four different Werther's originals inside the milk to make it sort of a caramel version of milk. And uh, you don't want to cook it too high. I put it on like five out of 10 and just heated up the milk enough and then kept stirring it the entire time and never stopped. And then I cooled it down, poured it in our shots and did about a half a shot of butterscotch 99. Of course. Which is a stronger shot than, like, schnapps. So I wanted it to be stronger because, you know, what's the point of boiling all this milk if it's not going to kick your ass? Right. Uh, But you ready? Yes. So it just looks like, uh, yeah, discolored titty milk, pretty much. And we're calling this a dirty diaper from The Visit. Great. (laughs) All right, cheers. That's strong. It's strong. But the milk helps, right? I think it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not bad at all. Yeah. Uh, the milk helps a lot. Um, I think the 99 is a little too strong, but so you might want to use a quarter or like a half at most. 
99 is like a full shot of 99 is like a shot and a half almost so Mm -hmm. just so you know um but so you can get away with it but if you want to like kick in the ass put in about a half or you know around there so if you would like to try a dirty diaper from the movie the visit by m night Shyamalan. all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now that's it for horror shots all right guys so now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of night of the living old people and uh yeah we're gonna do that with the visit from 2015 and old people from 2022 we're gonna go ahead and do that right now All right, Christina, you want to kick it off? Yes, I can. The Visit was released September 11th, 2015, and you can watch it on Tubi. Mm. Two siblings become increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behavior while visiting them on vacation. Okay. Tagline, no one loves you like your grandparents. Uh, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Long, ding dong. Shyamalan. 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 Okay. Uh, he has a new movie coming out called Trapped. It comes out August 2nd, 2024 in it's like about trap. a year. Oh, Trap. What'd I say? Trapped. Oh, sorry. Trap. It's yeah, called not, Trap. Not the shitty band. I just, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what my dyslexia was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> On August what? Uh, 2nd, 2024. So in about a year. Okay. I think it got pushed back. And then, you know, he did have all those other movies too. Everybody knows. What's your favorite What's your favorite Shyamalan movie? Oh, I don't know. Probably Sixth Sense. Like, yeah, yeah. I do like Lady Classic. in the Water too, but of course you do. I don't know why. It's just one of those movies that is kind of like he he does have some inspirational stuff in, in his movies, you know. Oh, I like the Servant Show. I like this one too. So yeah, the Servant Show. Oh, that's just his production. Yeah. Yeah, but he directed the first episode. And right. Then he wrote. It's his idea to do it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I like that show. But it's it strings you along like worse than Lost did, and I'm it just bothers me. Oh. It's like, okay, I'm not going to watch 59 episodes just to watch one episode at the end that you do a twist, okay? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and Did you notice that there's a strike now while this is going on again? I so know, which doesn't help. It's like Lost Part 2. Like, <laughs> it totally For the sermon. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so starring... Olivia De Jong, who plays Becca, who's the sister. She's Australian. She played Priscilla in the Elvis movie from last year. Pretty sure she got nominated, too. Yeah, that's wild. She was in Better Watch Out, and she's currently in production is a movie called The Trashers. Also starring Ed Oxenbold, who plays Tyler. He's also Australian. Also was in Better Watch Out. He was also on the Reckoning TV show. Uh, from 2019, and he was also in the Irrelevant show. So both of these people were Australian, and they had to, like, hide their accents. Yeah, that's, that's what crazy. I was thinking. Uh, we have Deanna... Dunnigan. Dunnigan. Deanna Dunnigan, who plays Nana, the grandma. Uh, she played Mother Burnett in the Exorcist TV show. 
Uh, she was in Stillwater from 2021 and is in Asteroid City, which just came out. Which Christina's really want to see. I really see. want to see that. Wes Anderson. Maybe movie. we'll just pick it up on a blind buy in 4K and just get it. I would. you got to collect all of his movies. Yeah. Uh, we also have Peter McRobbie, who plays Pop Pop, the grandpa. He was in Daniel Isn't Real from 2019. He was Great in, movie. He was in Big. He was in Snake Eyes. He hmm. was in Spider-Man 2 from 2004. He was in Brokeback Mountain. Huh. And he has had reoccurring roles in Daredevil and Clarice. And he's been in a lot of stuff. Do you know what he was in Big by chance or no? He was a, the CEO. Ah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he was the CEO. He was the Schwarbucks or whatever. No, that's not him. That's uh, or one of the CEOs. He was not the CEO. He, he was in the there office. Was- Robert Loja played the CEO of right. the toy store. And the I always remember store. that because I love him and I love him in all the movies that he's in because he's so goddamn serious. One of my favorite roles that Robert Loja ever did was in the David Lynch film Lost Highway. Great, great role for him. But yeah, so he was one of the CEO people sitting at the table or whatever. Right. Okay. Uh, we also have Catherine Hahn who plays the mom. <laughs> Of course, she's in WandaVision. Uh, she was also in Bad Moms from 2016, right. Step Brothers, and Anchorman. She plays a real uh, sensitive role in this one a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. she did good in this. Uh, the budget for this movie was $5 million. It grossed $65 million. Opening weekend, it wow. made $25 million. Holy shit, dude. So. I didn't think it did that well at the time. I didn't either because it was getting not good reviews. Yeah, but... a lot of people were giving it shit. I remember that. Yeah. That's actually pretty damn good for his for this film because... It's like a comeback film. It is. A, he called it a rebirth film. Yeah. So, but... Yeah. I thought that was good. But uh, what do you think of The Visit that um, you've seen a million times? <laughs> so, we both went to go see this in a theater together. I got like a... Like uh, we ordered some tickets online. I think we did it through some website. And they were like, here, you got a pass. We like we had two passes. There were, each pass like gets you two seats. And uh, we were like, okay, let's go. And I, I remember that that many people were there. I don't, at least I don't... Hey, I, I don't think so. Yeah, we were like worried that we were going to get a seat and we got it because we showed up super early anyway. Because you have to for those things. And I really enjoyed this movie. And the funny thing is, I had been kind of on a tear of not enjoying M. Night Shyamalan. You know, I was kind of one of those people that were being vocal about it for no reason, kind of. Right. I wasn't as vocal about it as, like, some people. Like, I'm not an asshole. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, the people that just go way out of their way to crusade against stuff for that other people like mm-hmm. and just hate on it. Right. I wasn't being that way. I just was not a fan. I didn't really see the appeal in a lot of his movies. Didn't really care for him that much and was kind of tired of it. But when I saw this, I was like, okay, this is a little bit more schlocky. This is a little more silly. Mm-hmm. Old people, people who are scared of their grandparents, I can kind of relate to that, you know? Because, like, if you've never met your grandparents, imagine going to see these old people that are in a, just a different time. They're, like, in a different bubble of time. Right. You know? Right. And it's like... They're suspended there in this sort of world that you're just kind of like a new kid to. And so I thought it was kind of a cool idea. And I like that they did it in this sort of found footagey way that they're doing this documentary about meeting their grandparents for the first time. And then shit goes wrong. And of course, there's a twist in the movie, but, you know, you kind of see it coming a little bit. Although I didn't know for sure, because when I went to see it, I was just like, holy shit, it's going to be this right right and it was just evil grandparents you know thing but it does something different with it that some people were saying they knew from the get 
but I don't care. It's still a fun surprise, and the downhill ride is a lot of fun. So winding it up is fun, and like the beginning of the first and the second chapter, you know, sort of thing, and then the the downfall of everything is just some fucking seriously creepy, weird shit. Right. And you're really kind of trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I honestly think this is one of his better films for me. Like, is it better than all these other ones? People will probably say otherwise. But also, a lot of people that watch his stuff aren't necessarily huge genre fans. Like, you know, I'm not saying that he doesn't have genre fans. I'm saying that, you know, a lot of the mainstream do really like him. Mm -hmm. And for me, I like a lot of underground stuff. So this kind of fit me perfectly. You know, silly old people scaring you is schlocky. I don't care how you spin it. It's fucking schlocky, okay? But I love that kind of shit. So I was really excited to see this movie. Very surprised. I thought that he did an excellent job. Everybody that was in the film did an amazing job. It is one of those films that is going to be two different tones in the film. And from what I heard, there was like three different versions of this film. There was a funny one, a scary one, and then one in between. Mm -hmm. And he picked the one in between. I've noticed throughout time, most people have issue with movies that try to split the screen with horror and comedy. Yeah. And I don't mean like something like Dead Alive or something like that. I mean, movies that are a little bit more ambiguous where you're not sure if you're supposed to laugh kind of thing. Right. Dead Alive is a movie that you definitely are meant to laugh at. Mm -hmm. You know, but this one's a little bit more ambiguous and it's a little concerning when they do things. And the kid in it is a little annoying and kind of like rapping throughout the whole fucking movie, which may not make everybody too happy, honestly, because it's pretty cringy shit. Yeah. But, you know, in the same regard, he's a kid, you know, and that's what kids do. And I'm not going to fault the movie for it. He's just a character in a movie. And that's what it is. And he's funny sometimes. There was some funny moments yeah, there with was. the kid. I, I wasn't a fan of his rap. I didn't think he was good, but he's a kid. I like it when he was like throwing the ball and he's, he's, his sister's like, what are you doing? He's it's like, this like, is what kids do when they play. Just shut up. This is playing. This is what children do when they play. <laughs> <laughs> There's some funny writing to it. There's some really genuinely, I mean, extremely creepy moments in the film. Yeah. Moments that make you really like there was a movie another movie that came out a couple years ago called the relic or relic Mm -hmm. very good movie a little more way more serious very similar kind of scary spooky stuff going on in that movie about old age uh but yeah uh this has a balance of comedy and and entertainment and also uh scares and creepiness and just very uncomfortable situations that you're being put in it's kind of like keeping up appearances in front of people when you don't want to and being a kid in that situation is very tough so when bad things happen you're just trying to like hang on to any thread of reality that you possibly can and this as this movie strips away each layer of reality Mm-hmm. for these kids <laughs> right boy does it go places and i really did like the ending i thought it was kind of sweet in a way and i don't know there are some loop there's some potholes in the in the in the sort of logic of the movie but you know again it's a sh- sort of schlocky idea that m9 Shyamalan wanted to go back to his roots on and this was the movie that he wanted to kind of have more control over and and not do a big budget film even though it probably got some pretty heavy treatment on you know, by some really big, you know, heavy hitters in the industry for each of the departments. Right. But still, it's this is his slumming it film where he wanted to go back to doing an indie film. 
mm-hmm. and it still made $65 million. Right. Like, <laughs> it just goes to show you the man's got talent, you know, whether you like him or not. There's something I think he's done in his catalog that you will like. And if maybe you're not a fan of some of his other stuff and you really don't like the whole, like, twist at the end, which everybody does nowadays, maybe you won't like his stuff. But I think you should try this movie if you've never seen it. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend at least watching it just to kind of go for the ride. It's not going to have some super ultra deeper meaning at the end of the movie, but it'll be fun. A fun ride. Kind of like mom and dad was for us. You right, know? right. It's kind of got that tone. Yeah. You know, it does have a little missing in it. And some of the parts are kind of like, eh. but there's some funny stuff in it. And I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's an entertaining film. I'd probably give this movie like a 7.5 or an eight, mm-hmm. maybe like an eight. Right. I think it's a solid film of his and one of my favorites that he does. So I like this movie. I've always liked this movie. And it's funny, too, because when we first saw it, it's like you should know what the fucking twist is. It's like, duh. Right. But still, when we first watched it, I was just like, because I think their acting kind of like made you believe and and it made it, you know, more like, holy fucking shit. What are they going to do now? You know, type of situation. But it's funny because you were saying the layer of reality with the kids in the movie because like I wrote down like it's a red flag movie because you see all these red flags going Stranger on. Stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> and they slowly appear. But of course they're kids so they're just riding it off. They're old people. They're from a different time t- type of shit when there's something more serious on the surface right. like going on. The dichotomy of the kids with the parents or the grandparents is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're showing and, each other each other's worlds in a way, but it's also very disturbing. And then them blaming it on things like sundowning and like incompetence and yeah. like stuff like that. It was, it was really funny watching it again this time. It re- really made me think about, um, especially like the ending. It it really is a a a movie about like forgiveness and stuff. Like uh, sure, but I mean, I don't think it's that heavy. Well, no, but it, it's the whole reason why, like, they they set it up, like you know, why the kids Just be were careful. Going with, I am okay. why the kids. You know, it's the whole reason why the kids, you know, go see the grandparents without the mom, and and it was mostly like the mom's problems, um, and then that's reflecting on the kids. You know, okay, it's, it's you know, but it's a good found footage movie too. Right. I mean, of course, it's like a bit big budget film footage movie but i think it's a good and i would give it a eight out of ten too really okay so we're on the same page on this one yeah i think one of the things i realized about re-watching it too was that it has rewatchability because just because you know what the twist is it's still kind of there's like so many different little breadcrumbs and like yeah winks and nods throughout the movie that are easter eggs for people who re-watch the movie yeah and and i can't think that he is not meticulous enough to not put that in there i'm sure he thought that when he made the movie because he is like very poignant and very very intricate with his stuff mm-hmm. and there's things in the movie that point to other movies of his and you know within that world right so little little winks little nods things that you might not have picked up the first time you you think about this film you'll pick up the second time or third time and it just kind of makes it fun just to say oh when's it gonna break you know like when are we gonna find out you know Mm -hmm. so i don't know i really i think it's a good film i think it's not really 
the scariest film, but I mean, let's be honest. Like if when, if you've ever been to a mental hospital or just a hospital where there's like old people being taken care of, I was as a child. And I remember walking past this one room where this lady was like, Alan, right. Alan. And I walked in because she gave me attention and I was a kid and I didn't want to be disrespectful to her. And she, she seemed like she really needed to talk to somebody. And, and then I, she tried to kidnap you. I walked into that room while my parents and I were walking side by side. And they were like, Alex, what are you doing? And I was talking to her. She was like, oh, I've missed you, Alan. And I'm like, I'm not Alan. And she's like, it's okay, Alex. You got to go. Haunted me. <laughs> Haunted me. Because it was like she was there, but she wasn't there. Right. And, and it scared me. That's something that was really hard for me to kind of understand as a child in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, is that where we go when we get older? Like, that's not something I'm looking forward to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no one comes and seeing you. No one takes care of you. Right, and, and just being lost in your head. That, that's yep. kind of fucking scary. Yeah, well, that's what's going to happen. Or as someone comedian said, but you get to meet new people every day. <laughs> I, I forget who it was. but <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I guess there's worse ways to go and then forgetting everything. But... Like in a summary. But being lost and like having bad dreams where I get lost in my dreams and stuff, mm-hmm. that scares the shit out of me. So I, I I mean, I have to say like getting old is probably not looking forward to it. Let's put it that way. Well, we are getting old, so. Yeah, and, and it's starting to show, show its uh, cracks. Well, we see it in our parents. Right. Well, that's that's the first thing you start to realize. And then the next thing you know, you're pointing at yourself. Yep. And your own mortality. Yeah. That's your why. next. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, we do have some trivia about this movie, and we'll get into that now. If you don't want anything spoiled, of course, and you haven't seen it, go check it out. Even if you don't like them, check it out. I think it's worth a watch. I think you might get some enjoyment out of it now that there's some time between when it released and, you know. Like, I know that there's people out there like, fuck him, I'm Jalama. Anyway, but if you don't want anything spoiled, check it out on Tubi. Here is your warning. So. As I mentioned, this is his sort of rebirth project. He really was just, he kind of got swept up into the, into the big boys, you know, pretty quick after his Sixth Sense movie. And, you know, he just like blew up onto the scene, kind of like Jordan Peele kind of did, you know what I mean? Right. Except Jordan Peele has an entire, you know, entertainment history behind him. Mm-hmm. So M. Night was just kind of like, bam, right there, you know, like th- mm-hmm. thrust into the limelight. And he said that he was starting to forget what it was like to to make mistakes, you know, oh. and that he wanted to put himself in that position because he said, you know, when you have too many people that can help pick up the pieces, there's nothing really that you're worried about anymore. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got so many people that'll fucking figure it out and work it out. He's like living in that creative space where you don't know if you're going to fuck up the scene or not. And just having to go with your gut is scary. And, you know, for someone as meticulous as he is, I'm sure that is pretty fucking scary, especially when you love your art as much as he does. So he wanted to kind of put himself in that situation where there was something to lose out of it. And his career wasn't exactly doing amazing at the time either. Mm -hmm. And this was that movie that kind of brought him back onto the scene. Right. Because I think, wasn't it The Happening, one of the last movies he had done at that time or something like that? I don't remember. The Happening did not do well at all. I didn't see it. Did you? Yeah. I watched it recently here again. Oh. Do you like it? It's got Mark Wahlberg on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. 
Sorry. That's my worst impression. Um, but yeah, this is his lowest budgeted studio feature film. The film's working title was actually called Sundowning, um, which is based off of what the characters have. One of the characters, one of the grandparents. As I also mentioned, he did one, three different cuts of this movie. There was pure comedy, pure horror, and the one that fell in between. I really wish that we could see the pure horror one. <laughs> Because I would like to see, because, like, I don't know, like, there's something to be said about a movie that can be really serious and scary. Right. I like my comedy and entertainment in my films. You know, I bet you they killed one of the kids. I wonder. Yeah. Suffocated him to death with a diaper or something. Ooh, that would have been dark. Or something worse. There's worse things than death. Okay, I don't want to talk about (laughs) Like a submarine? Uh, Okay, all right, now. Chill out. He did a movie called After Earth, and he said he used his fee from that to self-produce this film. He said this was an attempt to regain artistic control after his recent movies had been denied final cut and were even taken away from him in Mm post-production. So that's also probably a mind check, you know, when you're being an artist. So you don't have full control of your shit, then they're doing something wrong. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Where like Jordan Peele, they're like, do whatever you want. You know, like there was probably a time that he had that too. Olivia, who was cast after just one audition, which her, uh, which was her audition tape, by the way. Apparently, director M. Night Shyamalan was so besotted with uh, her, her performance and her first audition, he said that he found that found his star immediately, and he did the second audition just to see what she could do in a particular scene. So he did a different one. I think oh. Tyler did the one where he's like talking about his father. You know, that scene where he's like, well, that's how I remember it. Right. Because it's a little more emotional. Yeah. And I think he wanted to see how he performed there. Um, but hers was like one of the ones with the sweater. Remember when she had her sweatshirt inside out? Oh, And yeah, Tyler yeah. was like, and he's like, oh, it doesn't feel so good to have to talk about yourself. Why don't you look in the mirror? Yeah. Why don't but, you look yeah. in the mirror, huh? And it's like that whole fucking thing. So at the at the end of the movie, there was a rap that Tyler did, of course, because he for he sort of like foreshadows that, by the way, because he says, you want me to rap at the end of your documentary? Right. And then he does at the very end. Right. And he's like joking about how he had to like it took him like three weeks to get over poop and like how shit doesn't taste like chicken. <laughs> and he's like, Olivia Stewart or something. Shit. <laughs> Because like the whole movie he was doing, uh, instead of cussing, he was just saying famous actresses' names. Right. Which is just a silly way to not get he a hard would, R. Yeah, because he would say Carrie Perry, Katie Perry. Katie Perry, Perry yeah. <laughs> Stupid like, little fuck? jokes, yeah. But apparently um, he kills Pop-Pop by slamming his head in the door with a refrigerator door. Remember, because he's like reliving the moment where he was on the soccer field. Right. And he froze up and like his dad never spoke to him again and then left shortly after and he blamed himself. Mm-hmm. Well, he said in the rap, he's like he survived like Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon movies. And in this movie, when he kills Pop Pop with the refrigerator door, Mel Gibson's character killed a bad guy the same way in Lethal Weapon too. Oh, so, except give, uh, Mel Gibson's character used a car door instead of a refrigerator door. Oh, that's so. completely different. <laughs> He's just a fan, I guess, of that movie, and that's probably why they put it in there. But, right. Um, there was an alternative ending to this movie. There has the kids handing their mom a letter that they explained was found in the basement covered in gasoline. It's a letter from the real grandparents that were killed. 
saying that they're actually very proud of her and that, you know, she was they're really sorry that it ended the way it was. She said that the, it wasn't even the most surprising thing because they tell you the story. She punched her mom or punched her. Yeah, she, she punched her mom and then her dad punched her. Right. And he said the look on her face was what? They stared at each other. Haunted them the yeah. much, They the stared most. at each other for a minute and then she laughed. She's like, yeah, being punching, a child punching your your parent is pretty big deal, but the look on your face was even worse. Mm-hmm. So. Right. But it was, you know, it was like this heavy thing and they allude to, you know, they talk about that and then they all hug at the end, including the guy who she was dating. Right. Who was just in the background in one shot. When they're right. on, I but think the, they're on the cruise or whatever. But then she made it sound like they broke up. He was in the shot. In this well, one, in the yeah. cruise, but then I'm saying when they skyped. Remember when they they skyped for the, them to come get her, and she said that. Oh, uh, she's she, like, I always she, screw things up. Yeah, because she said he was getting fat or something. And yeah, he left. Really is. I'm sure it was just an argument. Um, did was M Night in this movie? No, this is the first movie that he didn't actually do a That's, cameo. Okay, I was wondering about that, and I think it's because he just didn't want it to be a big thing. Right, he just wanted to make this a legit indie film. Right. There is a part in the movie where Nana says she met Pop-Pop in a garden, and mm-hmm. a lot of people are saying that it's obviously a hint that he met her in the garden at the mental institution. Right. Where, yeah. Yeah. Because you can hear when he says stuff in it, they they kind of know about each other's illnesses, so it kind of like yeah. covers the aspect of how they know each other so well and like right. how they took over their grandparents' lives, you know. And I thought that they knew it from the jump and they were sending them the emails and correspondence. But no, they just checked their emails and read everything. And they apparently the whole reason that this happened is because the original grandparents were taking care of them and were sharing stories about their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And Nana, the one that that helped kill the real grandparents with Pop Pop, who's an escape convict from or escape mental institution patient had kids but they she killed them she drowned them yeah and so she put them in suitcases and drowned right in the in this in the lake or whatever and the and then of course they didn't know this or were just talking about it and they they took it as though she was rubbing it in her face right and so she wanted to experience the kids again right her grandkids again so that's why they killed everybody and he liked her and was also crazy so it's kind of a wild story um, there it's is some, creative. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's cool to like those are some of the Easter eggs you can pick up in the movie. Yeah. There was another scene that we also found out in the movie. They were talking about uh, these creatures from another planet. And if you go under the water, you can trans transfer into another thing. And we were like, is that lady in the water? And supposedly some people are saying it's from the movie signs that the oh, aliens. Cause, oh, they're spitting in the water. Right. Okay. And the other dimensions. Okay, right. that makes sense. I so, haven't seen Signs in, like, forever. Yeah, it's not Jesus. one that I was, like, hugely popular, you know, like, a big fan of. But obviously, M. Night Shyamalan is an Mel Gibson fan because... Oh, he, he was in that? He was in that movie. That's right. And then he also, you know, talks about him in this movie by slamming the doing the slamming the door right. thing. So, uh, there is a... For those that really deep dive on M. Night... He modifies a color-based theme from his first movie, The Sixth Sense, for this film, in that the color red is associated with death and is used as a hint throughout the story in this movie. It gets redder as time goes on. Well, just hints will pop up that something bad is going to happen. Yeah, which is usually at night. Like one, Stacy's wearing a red jacket when she's murdered and hung from the tree. Ah. 
Two, Becca is wearing a red sweater when she discovers her grandparents in the basement. Ah. Three, Pop Pop uses a red pencil to keep score during the Yahtzee game where the grandma eats the cookies and is like, Yahtzee! (laughs) (laughs) Which is one of my favorite parts. Um, The bedspread on the grandparents' bed is red. The lining of the jacket, the Pop Pop. We're some Taylor Swift fucking Hey, this is what people do. (laughs) The lining of the jacket of Pop Pop puts on the kitchen while intimidating Tyler is red. The shirt Loretta is wearing when she comes to get her kids is red. You know, plus, you know, it's a white snow Christmas, like, you know, around right. that time Winter. where the snow's out everywhere Winter. in northern New York, I'm, I'm assuming. Because it, I that thought it like Connecticut. It looked like the New York station when oh. they left. The big right. famous one where everybody always does those art performances. Oh, they at. probably live in New York. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, it, Connecticut's close, too, because. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um. Becca and Tyler in the movie aren't related, but they are both coincidentally from Melbourne, Australia. So it's weird that both of them. And as Tyler raps in his final song, he actually was like 13 when he made this film. So kids look younger these days. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There is some kind of goofs in this movie, like a little bit, you know, because there, like it just some of the things just doesn't make sense because, you know, if they escape the fucking mental institution, like, well, yeah, but there would be like a man search for them in the nearby area. But they, but they set it up because it's this hick town. You know what I mean? I mean, so, I get it, but again, the, the the people that don't show up to the fucking to their usual spot every single day, they would probably go to their parent grandparents' house first to find out what's going on and why they weren't there, etc. To ask them about what's going on, too. Right, but they did have people show up to the house because they're trying to cover that. They had the person who, uh, the one guy, and he brought something over. He was asking they didn't show up for a counseling session. I'm talking about the police, not that guy. Well, yeah, I know. It's a, again, it's a hick town. Okay. And police, some police don't do their jobs. I feel like if you so got two mental patients uh, running around, you would probably call the state and have them help you. Uh, well, I agree. I agree. But but then this movie wouldn't exist because it's a movie. Well, and that's what I was thinking. And <laughs> when I went to the goof section, they actually had it. So I actually wrote down what the other people said. It said at least one whom was committed murder at the mental institution would have sparked a huge manhunt in town. Right. Also, as grandparents would have been key informants in finding them, police would have almost certainly have sought them out right away, which would have led to them finding the truth almost immediately, you know, so. Right. And then the mom, not even like only corresponding with the grandparents via email, like not calling them, not Skyping them, (laughs) but Skyping the kids, Yeah, you know, while, I I mean, mean, that's weird. I think so too, considering that like, even if, even if it was today, people would still probably call. Yeah, exactly. But no, because they do mention that the grandparents told them about it after they had already made plans and how excited they were to come out. Because Pop-Pop tells her downstairs when she finds the bodies how happy they were excited for to see you. And they even wrote a letter about it. So obviously they didn't intercept the emails. They I meant the real grandparents of the mom. Oh. Because they were only emailing. They didn't call. They didn't Skype. That's what I'm saying. They sat that up good. And then they the children were Skyping the mom like throughout their visit, right. which I thought was it was. I feel like, yeah, too. I feel like they would have like grandparents automatically would have called. 
Yeah. But then again, there was that angle of they were estranged and they didn't yeah. want to like bump into each other or something like that. And they do a really good job of like every time they sit down to interview Pop Pop or fucking Nana, like they always like run away from talking about their past and stuff. Right. Because they don't know anything about it. Right. So all of a sudden they get like a trauma response. Right. And then, yeah. Well, Nana does. He yeah. does. He that there was a couple of really dark scenes in this movie. Like the whole fucking when grandpa, when uh, uh, Pop Pop is like in that room and they walk in and he's got a gun in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was just cleaning Gee. it. I yeah. was just cleaning it. Yeah. I was, I was just, just cleaning it. I was just cleaning it. It's like, oh, wow. There's like this whole other world going on yeah. in these people's lives. You know, I thought there was going to be some sort of evil thing going on, you know, when They're I first possessed. watched it. Yeah. yeah. But watching back now, you just think about like, oh, they're yeah, just those, trying to cover those themselves. red flags that are, you know, all those red little red flags. Right. Plus, he's trying to make her happy because he obviously is in love with her, but she's batshit crazy just like he is. Yeah. You know, right. and so he's like sad about it. Yeah. Because being old sucks. You yep. know, um, and they were just trying to make up for what they didn't have anymore. I would, I gotta say, like, the lady who played the grandmother, what's her name? She's great. Deanna Duggan, Dunnigan. Yeah. She was really, like, She's great. creepy as fuck. I'm surprised That's I almost like seen a, her. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I'm surprised I haven't seen her more. Yeah, I'm sure, well, she's been in stuff, I'm sure. Uh, we just don't know. Like, what did you say she was in? Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff, but she, but, you know, she's usually a secondary character. Reminds me of like that other found footage movie, the 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 one about the old lady who's lost her mind and she like is a creature by the end of the movie. Right? Was that uh, um, Deborah Logan? Taking of Deborah Logan. Yeah. Dude, great performances by both these ladies. Yeah. Just really just dove right into the material. Yeah. So I mean, I think they could. That would be a good matchup for rivaling of. Uh, that was another movie. I was like, okay, well, we got the relic. We got the taking of Deborah Logan, which we've already done the taking of Deborah Logan on the show. Right. Not too long ago. I think we watched it with Brittany. Wow. That was like three years ago. Yeah. And we've never picked it up, which is surprising. Right. We should, we were supposed to, but we never did because we love the movie. It's one of our favorite found footage. Right. Um, any other scenes that you want to talk about? There's quite a few. The running underneath the fucking house when they're playing hide and seek down there was just really disturbing. It was weird. It was even where they went under there. But yeah, then the the old lady like hopping around and like the way she laughed. Right. It was like a witch laugh. I'm going to get you, Becca. (laughs) I'm going to get you, Becca. And her breathing all heavy. Yeah. And you can hear her breathing and they're both like, what is that breathing? Who is that? Where are you? Yeah. And it's like, that's so effective. Like, it's really effective. Not the scariest thing I've ever seen or anything. It's not like. Right. But it's just really effective for suspense. Yeah, it's just that lead up to what's going to happen. That's how important sound is in movies, man. Like, you just can't... If you don't get that right, I feel like you can lose a lot of the atmosphere. Camera work, like moving the camera work, how that is. The score, um, uh, performances, just little nuanced things that you just wouldn't think about are really important. Not to jump to the end, but at the, the end scene, he, he played like this Walt Disney song. It was like the oh. Sleeping Beauty song. Dude, I thought it was perfect. Well, she I used it, it earlier in the movie because they were like, oh, I'm going to use this soundtrack over it. I think it would be good Oh, for the grandparents, for the whole thing. And I think mm-hmm. it's the same song, isn't it? I don't think so. It was Sleeping but... Beauty? Is that what it was? It sounded like it. It had the tones. I would think that they would have a hard time getting the rights to that. I'm saying it had the tones. Okay. Okay. All right. Calm down. <laughs> 
You don't have to attack me. I was like, just... I'm not saying it was the Sleeping Beauty. It sounded like the Sleeping Beauty song. Okay. And it was very like Walt Disney. I apologize. I'm okay. so sorry, Christina. I didn't Hi. mean to trigger you. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I would also like to say one of my favorite parts is definitely when they're doing the Yahtzee, uh, everything, things are really starting to get unhinged. The, can you check the back of the oven? Um, right. That's a really cool little like, like, like Hansel and Gretel. Times. Yeah. It's a total Hansel and Gretel story. They have like nods to that in the movie Who multiple the times. Who has a fucking oven that deep? It is like, deep. That's like, like three turkeys like that deep. That was ridiculous. Right. She's like, can you get all the way in the back? And then she shuts it the one time and cleans it up. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, you're out now. I'm just joking. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? kind of dark humor is that yeah and uh even tyler's like hey you want to go uh shoot this thing she's like i'll be really quick (laughs) (laughs) and it's like we have to keep up appearances (laughs) you know um but that's when the fucking shit hit the fan anyway they were just kind of like hanging on to reality as much as they could to to not get murdered exactly like they were just trying to bide their time right um the other one was when she was up in the bedroom with nana when he locks her in. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, hiding under the sheet and stuff and making all these noises and shit. Oh, that was creepy. Yeah. I mean, uh, other than her scratching the walls naked. I yeah. Mean, she was uh, naked a few times in this, huh? Right. Throwing and up it, on herself and shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, what, that's always, like, disturbing in films. So there's uh, In the next movie, they do something <laughs> yeah. like that, too. So can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, oh, my God. But yeah, I, I really think this is a pretty fun film. Um, I think you should check it out if you haven't already and you're listening all the way to the end. We spoiled everything for you, so you, f- you fucked yourself of a good time. And maybe when you see it all, you'll be like, yeah, I really did. <laughs> I'm just disappointed in it. Just want you to know. I love the ending of this movie, though, because she was like talking about the elixir and it was about forgiveness. Oh, yeah, and- when she shows up 30 minutes later and she lives three hours away. I'm just sure it was more than 30 minutes. But no, at the end, end when she was interviewing the mom and and she she was like, you know, telling her to not hold on to, you know, yes, fucking shit, you know, don't let it I faster. Thought, yeah, I thought that was good. I like that. I like that. Yeah. So we do have another movie to talk about, and this one is from Poland. Uh, it is called Old People, and it is the inspirado for this episode. Old People came out in 2022. As I mentioned, I missed it. It was on Netflix. It's a like a Polish film that came out just, I think it might have been during a time when we didn't have Netflix or whatever that I didn't get to see it. Right. Um, and it's hard because they, they sort of promote other movies, but they don't promote horror very well. And to be honest, like it seems like Netflix is more of a adventure, anime, and uh, sci-fi kind of streaming service. Right. Uh, Prime kind of, kind of does the same thing, too. They're a little bit more drama and comedy and, uh, I don't know. They got a, a good mix of sci-fi in there, too. So, hmm. um, But, yeah, this came out on October 7th of Netflix, and I missed it. And I'm, I really wish I would have watched it because there's some things about it that I really like and some that I don't like, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So what is it all about? A woman travels home with her two kids for her sister's wedding but finds herself defending her family against blood-seeking pensioners, which means old people who are on pensions. 
oh. which we don't have in this country anymore. What is that? <laughs> Unless you're old and you that yeah, you got to pay for yourself here, okay? Yeah, yeah. When you're old here, you just die of starvation. Yep. Welcome to America. Uh, the director and writer is Andy Fetcher, who did a movie called The Depraved from 2011. Actually, looks pretty fun about these old people, like these like people that live underground, like attacking people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also did Benny and the Ghost, which is a TV show, and Bucharest Fleisch, which means Bucharest Flesh, which is kind of like a hostile kind of movie. Oh, I like hostile. Yeah, it's a, it looked kind of like that. I mean, I don't know. It just like sounded like it anyway mm-hmm. from 2007. Some of the stars in this movie. Now, I don't have everything that they've done in there because there's a lot of like Polish movies that I never even never heard, heard of. of. <laughs> but I'll just go over a little bit of some of them. Um, we got uh, mostly it's just the characters and their stars. I couldn't even match up who was who because they didn't even have pictures. Really? Yeah, these are like a lot of really unknown things, which is surprising oh. because the acting in this, I thought, was relatively good. Like, it's really decent. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Adolfo Asor, who plays the old man in the intro of the movie, which has a very gnarly role. Uh, he was in Jimmy Went to the Rainbow. We also have Paul Fabnacht who plays Grandpa. He was in Tatort and The Seas Between Us. We also have Malika Foruten, who plays the mom. She was in Sleeping Dog TV and The Empress TV. We also have Gerard Bose, who plays the scary old man in this movie. He's actually a lot younger than he was in this movie. Oh, they've olded him up? Yeah. Um, He's just a gnarly-looking dude. Oh, um, but he was in a movie called Oh Beautiful Night where about a guy who meets a devil, a guy who claims he's death, actually. And so he like this. It's about this kid who's scared of death and death befriends him. And then they go on this adventure together. It looked pretty cool. Huh. So I kind of want to watch it. So if you want to try to find that, I would look it up. Oh, beautiful death. Oh, oh excuse me. Oh, beautiful night. Then we got Otto Emil Coach, which is Noah, the little boy. Couldn't figure out which one was the dad. There was just too many fucking names. Right. They even had the voice actors in it. No particular order whatsoever. <laughs> so it was just confusing as fuck. My apologies. Oh, well, that's fine. I did my best. I went and, and literally typed in their name and then the movie to look up images to see which one I oh, could, I could like, figure out who was who. So I got oh, well. tired of that after 20, 30 minutes of that. So I was like, fuck it. I couldn't find out the budget on this film, but I'm sure they got... You know, just a straight to, to Netflix kind of movie. I'm sure I know it played a few festivals and stuff like that. So it probably got picked up by Netflix immediately. Christina, what are your thoughts on this film? Well, I'm a little conflicted. It was it was shot really good. Like they're really good scenes. Yeah. In this and the acting was really good. I believe even the kid. But it's like it's it's a weird contrast because it's such a serious movie. But yeah. all the kills were so funny. They're like, brutal and fucking yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and ridiculous, but it was so serious. Yeah. <laughs> but which usually pisses me off, but it was okay. Like it, the way they did it was okay, but I was still confused. Still a little bit hard to follow just because of the probably language barrier. For yeah, we me. watched it in German because I, I wanted to make sure the sounds were on point. Yeah, I did think some of the scenes were like really dragged off, but dragged out. But the most annoying fucking thing to me in the whole goddamn movie was uh, it was like this newly divorced family right 
And of course, the dad has this girlfriend, right? Who's like jealous. It's like really. Do you really, really? It's kind of tropey a little like, bit. Like, yeah. do we really have to do this? <laughs> like, you know, but, that's that's part of a world now. You know, a lot of people get divorced these yeah, days. Yeah, but I don't think you need to add it to movies like this. I don't think it added anything. Well, I mean, there was a twist in it. It's a familia movie, so it's all about family. I didn't. I didn't like that. Okay. I didn't like that. But. It really did uh, showcase the mom and the daughter being like total badasses. They had total control of every situation. And yeah, they were just badass. They stepped up to the, the plate, so yeah. to speak. Or... Yeah, it was, that was really good. I really noticed that. But other than that, I gave it a five out of 10. Really? Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't get into it as much as you. I bet. Wow, dude. Yeah. Oh, I really like this movie. I think it's uh, it's definitely underrated. I think it definitely deserves a lot more credit. If you're looking for a very serious movie with a kind of a schlocky idea, I mean, old people that just turn rage-filled overnight um, and start killing everybody that's underneath them age-wise is kind of silly. But this movie does a really good job of making it a very brutal, bloody, gore-filled, and creepy yet heartfelt film like it actually has some moments in the film by the end that you realize you know like the beginning of the movie really just pays a lot of attention to how mistreated old people are and this movie really just like it just is the worst conditions everything that's going on in these young people's lives you know it's not perfect and but it's like so much more cleaner everywhere that they go Everywhere that they're having conversations and when they show up to go visit grandpa at this place, holy fuck, is it just dilapidated? It looks, it's just not good. Like you see, you feel like something is off. Mm -hmm. And each one of these old people really just have that stare, that moment that I had when I walked into that room right? when I was a kid. And I really feel like they do a really good job. Plus, it also goes a little bit further in some of the like different old people do different old things. Like they have like one. <laughs> the way you said that. Well, different old things. Yeah. Like they when I say old, I mean like like when they were younger, they wanted to get married. So they dream about being married again and being younger. So when they kill these people, they like kind of take on their personas and stuff oh, I so it's it. like you know like there's different characters of these old people that i really liked the movie kicks the door open with an extremely brutal scene um it is you know and it's like really uncomfortable the whole fucking time and just sad and then it just you know opens up and pans out to the open of this of the like city and you just see people screaming in the background, lights popping off like gunshots and windows. That was a great scene. Dude, I was like, yes, was this like, is Daughter of the Dead. <laughs> this is the, my shit right here. I was like, I love movies that kick it off like that. Yeah. And it is very much a Night of the Living Dead for old people, but done in such a unique way that it is really it's very much kind of like uh, mom and dad in the regard of how they pay attention to all the nuanced things of what a mother and a, a parent in, is and stuff like, or a dad or a parenting. And they get this like urge to just pay people back for treating them like shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't think a lot of people do it intentionally, although there are bad people out there, but I think everybody's just scared of our own mortality. And you know, old people remind us of that. And so we put them in homes and we forget about them because we don't want to be, you know, 
bother. We want to live our life. We, you know, so they're forgotten and it's just so sad. You know, imagine mm-hmm. if you never found somebody, you never found the love of your life, like, you know, and you never had anything and you just got put into a home because nobody loved you or nobody cared about That's you. That's going to be us. It's going to be me if I survive <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> That's so fucked up. You know what I mean? If I survive you. <laughs> but I'll probably die first, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, it's just a scary thought. And I think this movie does a really good job of painting that picture of being old and like the real sad downside of it while also being extremely brutal and it's kind of creepy. There was one scene with this woman behind a bush that was just like insanely unsettling. Uh-huh. More unsettling than the lady running around under, under the, the house. house and visit. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like... Well, there's more of them in this There's movie. a lot of scenes like that, and they're making all these noises and, like... Throwing s- up on themselves. Dude, it's fucking wild, All man. of a sudden, they have supernatural powers and shit. <laughs> like, well, yes, they are a little more agile, so you have to kind of, like, suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah. But it's, you know, I think it's a cool idea, and I think he did it in a way that is not... It's not a joke film, you right. know what I mean? But you will laugh at some of the parts because it's just weird seeing old people doing the shit that they do in this movie mm-hmm. is the non is the gore nonstop in this movie no but there's a lot mm-hmm. it's quite a lot and i really like that aspect of it because it goes there you know what i mean right and so yeah this uh this is a good movie i, I really am struggling on a score of it you know i love the ending of it and just how like how it, there was a twist in it and like they talk about how there's a certain thing that like the world gets taken over and it's not a happy thing, you know, like this whole thing is happening and, you know, I don't know if it necessarily has a positive end or, or a happy end. It's kind of just like ambiguous and Christina was not really I thought it was a that. stupid end. <laughs> I liked it. I liked, I liked this movie a lot and I think I would rewatch it again specifically because I like these kind of movies where the end of the world scenario where things are taking over and I think this is a really good noble attempt for kind of an indie feature, you know? Like, they really do a good job of making this world seem big, making it seem, like, I don't know where they got all these old people from but there is a lot. The home? and Yeah, right? <laughs> well, they got some to do you know well it's not crocheting so and that's for sure but yeah it's riding the line of kind of schlocky but it it is very serious and very well shot very well acted this is a very serious film and i really think you should check it out i would probably say i like this movie about a seven and a half i'm leaning more to a seven and a half than an eight but i think it's right there for me and i think i think i can rewatch this and i definitely wish they would put this out on blu-ray but you can at least watch it on 4K on Netflix if you have 4K or 1080p. I highly recommend watching it in German, but there are some moments that you might have to go back and read because they do speak pretty fast. Right. So, but, I, you know, they do have an English dub, but I just don't think it's as creepy. You know, maybe it is. It's a, But you wouldn't know because you didn't watch it in the But dub. it's a completely different performance than, than the, what the old people that were intending to be. Because and voice the guy, actors aren't actors. Well, here's the thing. This is what bothered me right off the get. One of the oldest guys in the movie that's a big part of this film, who's like the leader of these old people, had a voice of a guy who sounded like he was 30 years old at most. And I was like, nah, dude. I can't. I can't. Like, I'm just going to, I want to really get into this as a serious. I was like, nah, I can't. I can't. I have to get into this in a serious way. And if I'm going to do that, and it has to involve listening to the sound. So I highly recommend that. But do your thing. 
But so you gave it a five. I gave it a seven point five. So it's a six point two five between the two of us. Hmm. Yeah. I think it deserves a lot more. I I think you shouldn't go any lower than seven. There are some things that you would hope that would do more of, but I don't necessarily think that means it's a bad movie because there is some fulfilling stuff in the film. A lot of fulfilling stuff. I didn't like the story. It's fine. She's just old. She doesn't really get it. You know, maybe I don't get it because, well, well, I grew up next door to my grandparents. Well, we'll talk about it in the trivia. Okay. So, because I, I think we can get a little more elaborate on why you didn't get it. You know what I mean? Maybe we can talk about that. Right. But if you guys don't want to spoil it, check it out on Netflix now. Just type in old people and eventually you'll find some Werther's and just, you know, grab a bag of Werther's and sit down and enjoy your enjoy your night with your family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So, so what do you think? Why, why do you think it is that you didn't like the film? It didn't go far enough? No. No, it went like I, the, the, the what I liked the most was like the the kill scenes and the the old people going crazy. What I didn't like, I didn't like the story. I didn't like the the family aspect of it with the dad and the stupid girlfriend. I it, it was just pointless when you're in a critical situation like that. They're in that situation because they were going to her sister's wedding, which was at their old house, and and the also the ex husband is at her sister's wedding. Um, and then the dad is dating the nurse, nurse that's watching their uh, grandfather. You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's too much. Well, man. no, you know what it was for me. I think I, I think why they had it in there though is because he was really trying to spark the conversation about the relationships that we have and that we shouldn't take them for granted. I mean, that's the ultimate message here is that don't forget about the old people who have lived very okay, full what lives. Is, what does that have to do with the your? Your divorced dad's girlfriends. What do you mean? Because they focused on that a lot. Right. Because they didn't, they should never have regretted the time that they had with each other. And that woman who was jealous of her or him and his ex should have just been happy to have them in his life, even though she was never going to be called mom. Right. She was the one that was wrong in that because in the movie, well, yeah, she sacrifices duh. herself because she realizes she did. She throws <laughs> the mom out to get fucking killed by all the old people. Right. And then fucking does a swan dive off That's the porch. What I'm saying. Like all this shit was in some of these scenes. All this shit was fucking happening. Right. Right. They're like locked in this house. They're all locked in this house together. And all these old people are outside. It's just the normal drama that you would have in, like, Night of the Living Dead. Like, if you think about the family and that, the guy and his daughter and his well, wife. Yeah, you're right. But see, but they, I feel like they could have done it better. Right. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the guy who's, like, arguing with the uh, the main guy, yeah. the black guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, God. And then, of course, the, the kid ben? has to have a fucking asthma problem. Right. Jesus fucking Christ, so, so he doesn't have his goddamn inhaler. You gotta have like, stuff Jesus like that. You gotta Christ. add elements of suspense in between. It can't just be relying on the old people because then it's not an interesting story because these stupid little things, it's like... I get when, it. I'm just like, saying they could have done it better. Think of it this way. Your whole mindset is like trying to get to the car to get in the car and get away. And then you get to the car and you forgot your keys because you used them to fight off and save somebody earlier in the fucking movie. That's drama that's how you add suspense to the movie and so they have to go back to get the keys doing something that they would never want to do yeah i got that and over achieving uh, over achieving odds that they would never be able to do or over or achieve you know it's just stuff that you got to put in there what did you think of the opening of the movie oh with that shot that was really cool i liked it when um uh the part where it's 
it's nighttime at the nursing home, and all of a sudden, like, things are, like, stirring up and shit, and then the, the, the nurse gets hit over the head with an oxygen tank. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. That was really cool. And I thought that was the guy that was the main guy in the movie for, like, the longest time, and then I realized it wasn't. Right, it wasn't. Yeah, because they have, but they're just old. Old people look the same. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I knew which one was Grandpa, but he has an evil look, too. Yeah, he had a a glare. Yeah, they they really wanted you to make him think that he was going to be that way. But I also think it was funny, when he hit her, he bashed her head in with the oxygen tank, and then he went over to the window and he started howling. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I think I think he just screamed at one point and they added in the howl because like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like just to be weird about it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being serious. Like I think it was. But they in the very in the very beginning of the movie, they actually said something about like how there was this old tale about a village and that these old people uh, just one night became enraged and started killing everybody. Right. And it's apparently an old tale, German or Polish or something. I don't know what it was that they were talking about. Hey, honey, when you speak into the mic, you're not speaking into it properly. Can you turn it? Sorry. No, I was I was reading. I'm sorry. I know. But look how it is right now. Even when you're doing that, it's not. Yeah, that's that's sorry. OK, I'm okay. just trying to tell you. But I don't know where they got the tale from or whatever, but it's I'm sure it's like an old, you know, tale. Right. So it kind of sets the movie up a little bit as to, oh, that's what's going to happen. So it's not really a secret or anything or a twist or anything. The twist in the movie would be, I guess, the grandfather, right? And, like, they start singing that song as a family that they would sing together. See, that's the part I thought was stupid. I didn't. I thought it was, like, you know, it's it's really about love that, that, that... wins over this situation but even even if you have love the only ones you're going to save no <laughs> even if you have love the only ones that you're going to save are the people that you love not the people around you that are killing everybody so it's a no-win situation right i guess and where but... are they going to an island I like, know, where exactly. are they gonna go? Didn't a boat come pick him up at the end? It's like, what? what's going on? Dude, that like, scene of all the old people coming running out of the trees, like, was really cool. Yeah. I like that. creepy. That was creepy. There's some really... Well, but there's good camera work and shit Very in good camera work in this. And the look, oh, the overlook is gray and browns. Like, they used gray and browns in this movie right. a lot. And, and yellows, like, in some of the higher brightly lit situations, like the wedding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Any of the things. But they, they did kind of inter inject with uh a little bit of you know there's always some sort of drama going on during the wedding or you know so it it wasn't like a dichotomy thing where they were like trying to use oh it's really happy here and it's not there they're it's like dire throughout the whole movie for everybody right even if there's a wedding going on or whatever and well, the family was dancing together. Dude, some of the fucking kills in this movie are fucking pretty good, man. Like, they're not the most original that I've ever seen, but the way they go about doing it and, like, the the the, the long, tedious method in which they do one of the scenes, which is the, the bridesmaid and the... Or the bride and the oh, husband. The groom, the groom and the bride. Yeah, bride he groom. takes a fucking brass bed knob unscrews it carefully breaks into their little love nest unscrews a thing takes his sock off and when he does you see all these sores all over his feet and everything like that Ew. and it's like he like barely can put his foot up on the on the bed when he does it uh-huh he unsheaths his fucking claws 
and then puts the the bed the bed knob in there in the sock in the sock and then walks up the stairs and sits on the bed and she wakes up and then he and the husband wakes up and he hits him in the head multiple times and she's just blood spattered yeah she runs she trips falls down the stairs breaking her neck right and then he goes over and puts his hand on her face and she's like kind of screaming but can't move and then he just twists her neck a little bit because she'd already broken her neck, I think. Right. It's a little confusing right there. Yeah, but I mean, you know, she fell down the stairs, like. Yeah. That was really cool when they, oh, the scene in the home before they all come out and, like, attack the wedding. The old people, the, like, orderly guy comes in and he's like, well, it's time to go to sleep. And they're, like, watching the wedding from afar because the, the wedding is, like, they can hear it mm-hmm. just down the street. Mm-hmm. It's literally in the same, and they can hear the song, and they're kind of like regaling of their past, you know, like these right. old people. And they're just watching out the window in this one room. And this douchebag comes in, and he shuts the window so they can't hear it. And then this lady comes up to him. She's like, can we just have a little more? <laughs> just a little more of the wedding? And he was like, no, it's time to go to bedtime. sleep. Bedtime. It's bedtime. And then she grabs his arm, please. And he pushes her down and she breaks a fucking coffee table with glass. And all the old people look at him like it's scary. Uh-huh. It is a really scary thing. They look like like, OK, here's an example. Do you ever see 28 days later mm-hmm. whenever they got alerted and they would make these monkey faces where they're like, <gasps> with right. their mouth open? Right. That's what it reminded me of. Uh huh. And and then they grab the broken pieces of glass and just start stabbing him from all angles. Right. And I was like, yes, this is <laughs> fucking dope. I was like, I really like that. That was really fucking brutal. Right. It just goes to show you that no matter how fast or slow they are, mm-hmm. too many of them, you're going to get taken over. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's when they all start showing up in the house. And like, I kind of like the angle where grandpa's kind of in and out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know if he's going to kill you or not, but you find out that he actually protects the little boy and puts him in the attic. Yeah, before all the old Bef- people come. Right, because he he knew that they were going to kill him, but his love was what kept him from being so rage-filled. Right. For his grandson. Because, but not rage-filled for the his daughter. <laughs> he did, he did, though. I know, I know. I'm because he, you, they show that scene where she kissed him on the cheek multiple times. Right. When they do camera work on him. Right. So he's he's thinking about that moment and fighting it. Right. So I'm trying to think of other like kills in this. Oh, what was the one where the, he pukes on the fucking girl's mouth? Oh, God. It was the nurse. Because oh, it, was, it was right. right before the orderly guy. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, uh, yeah, the nurse gets stabbed. Right. Or no, no. It's it's right after that. I think I think I don't where where which one is it? It it was when uh, it was the newlyweds. It was the oh, it was right. the bride. It was the bride. That's it. what it was. Yeah, that's when he hits the dude over the head. They were making love. They're laying in bed nude, and then she sees him. He's got blood all over the face, and the old man starts to puke up some fucking nasty ass fucking shit. Some clam chowder. It literally spills onto her mouth. In like the most fucking what's that Sam Raimi movie that you love the the drag you, me to hell drag me to hell moment where yeah. the puke comes out of her mouth and yeah. shit 
And then he pukes on her, and then she, she pukes. She pukes at the same time. They, like, marry their puke together. And the, In wedded bliss. Yeah. Like, hers is more white. His is more, like, pea soup. And it, like, mixes into this, like, curdled milk fucking... Uh, we should have made a drink out of that. Uh, no. No, we're good with the poopy diaper. Out with the old, in with the new shot. <laughs> and there's, like, cream and, like, pea soup. I'm fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that was wild, man. When that happened, I was like, Jesus. I got to talk about the other thing, too. I know you're not bringing up moments here, but I like this. Is the lady, the old lady who was behind the bush in the front of the house. Oh, yeah. Holy fucking shit. What the fuck was going on there? What was she eating? I don't know. Whatever the fuck that bitch was eating, she was like, <sighs> and the look in her yeah. eyes, dude, the look in that bitch's eyes it's was gross. And then she goes scurrying off like some fucking animal fast as fuck too. like, uh-huh. she's like, I'm fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> Parkour. Dude, it was, that was really creepy. Like, and I was like hoping for more of that in the movie. A little bit where they're like so fucking crazy that they're doing like weird shit like that a little mm. bit more. And they kind of do in the movie, but it it gets to a point where it's just kind of like overwhelmingly just like a zombie film at, at one point. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, lots there, of zombies, there lots there of old people. some flaws to it, but it's like those moments are so good, you know, like like mm-hmm. this, those scenes and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, I guess I could have believed in the family a little bit more. And, if, yeah. you know, but. I think it's kind of nitpicky for this wild goose chase old people attacking everybody fucking movie. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just saying it was like a goose chase, you know? Yeah. What did you think of the main old guy? The what? The main old guy. Oh. He seemed like the leader of the olds. I don't know which one was the le- So the, the the grandfather wasn't the leader. The guy was- with the, the fucking bed knob. It, oh, okay. Yeah, he was creepy. He was creepy. Yeah, he seemed a little bit younger, but he seemed to like more respond. No, see, this is where I think like he was like really strong. Like all of a sudden he was like really strong for some reason. Right. Like, what's with that? Like what's but with he, all these old people who are was, like, like one of the able only people- to walk across the goddamn lake to the wedding you know what i mean he was the one that was able to talk though and like all the other ones were despondent he was a respondent yeah like he was like they all seemed kind of aloof right because they're drugs they were on drugs (laughs) maybe they're on those perks but yeah you know who you reminded me of is that dude from fucking the one of the guys in alien Oh, I don't know. Fried Berry. He reminded oh, me of the, yeah. the main guy from Fried Berry. Yeah, just bigger, like taller. Right. Like, it's Bookier. it's totally not him, but they they could be brothers. Yeah, they totally could. <laughs> you know what His I mean? Polish brother. Because he, he has the same, like, head, like, hair and everything. And they're from South Africa, I think. I think that's where Ryan Kruger's from. Oh. Is South Africa. And uh, either that or he's Kiwi. But I'm pretty sure it's South Africa that's where they're from. But yeah, he kind of looked like a dead ringer for that. But I fucking dude, he was pretty. He was pretty good in the role. I don't know why he was the one that was always in control, though. That was the other thing I didn't really understand. Why was he the more aggro one out of everyone? Yeah, I don't know. He seemed like he led them out. He was always doing all most of the killing He's, in the movie. He stopped taking his medication. <laughs> That's the one. That's the well, one. Well, if they're guy. all rage and filled, rage filled, there was like that woman who dressed up in the wedding dress. You know, yeah, it was I think, creepy. I think she was the same one. Who was behind the bush. The bush, that's what I thought too, yeah. Because she's on a swing at one point in the the movie, which is just kind of creepy. It's like 
her thinking back to when she was a child swinging yeah. on a swing when times were it's like little subtle things like that in this movie that i really like about this film that i think mm-hmm. it just makes you think about getting old right and I, I i don't know there's something about this movie that i think is underrated and i think if you were to watch it a few times i think you would like it more mm-hmm. is the more as you watch it kind of thing mm-hmm. i did like the scene when they were all trapped in the house and the the girlfriend had already jumped out the window <laughs> Oh, was she swan dived off the front yeah, porch? Yeah, she because uh, well, because the husband wasn't it because like she was getting all jealous in the middle of this fucking. She locked the mom out, right? To for the old people to kill her as a as a like a donation to and the fucking they, old people, and they saw her do it. So then the dad tried to unlock the door as every as she was saying like no, don't do it. So as he was unlocking the door, trying to pull her back in, the girlfriend. Yeah, went upstairs and then just like jumped out the window, which didn't kill her because then you see the the mom looks over at her and they like cut her they cut her the old people cut her throat. Her neck like, looked really right. long in that movie. <laughs> Very fake. Yeah, but that's okay. But that was funny. And then, so then they they ended up getting locked in the house and um. The she dad's looked, getting he was getting when he was trying to pull the mom in I oh remember yeah that, he was getting stabbed one old guy had a piece of glass in his hand from the table from the fucking beginning yeah trying to stab him he just kept stabbing his leg and I'm like well this is not good so then they he pushes him out and he gets uh, they get locked in there she looks through the people and uh, all of a sudden he comes in with gasoline so they set the whole house on fire. So then they have to go through these underground tunnels. Right. So they're scurrying through the tunnels. Which goes yeah. out to the Love Nest house that they found. Yeah. It's like an underground tunnel that goes all the way over there. Because mm-hmm. I guess they were doing plumbing for the whole fucking place or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's the mom gets sucked in and... and she gets stabbed. Yeah, she gets stabbed. All of her right? legs are getting stabbed, and then yeah. she gets pulled. She was like, grab my hand. Yeah. And so then it's just the daughter and the and little the boy, Noah, little boy. and then the grandfather who shows up on the front porch. And, like, they start singing. The grandfather pins him down, though. Well, the old the, the, the old guy leader, the scary bad old guy, shows up and tries to puts a knife to her throat. Right. On top of her. And that's when they start singing their their family song. Their song, which, you know, turns the grandpa back to a good man. Right. He grabs a gun and shoots the fucking battle. Who would have known? You just have to sing a song. Remember that the next time you're getting attacked. Just start singing a song, okay, Alex? <laughs> well, that I mean, should end it. You got to remember that these are like rage filled uh, people. They're not exactly like zombies it's like they're just rage filled because they were treated poorly so there's a piece of them that is nostalgic to the love that they once had but wouldn't for the people hold on for the people that they loved that betrayed them and love obviously is the one key to you know fixing it they still betrayed them though because he was still left in the home and he's gonna go back to the home once all this gets sorted out he's gonna end up back at the fucking home who the grandpa. I don't think so because they did that thing at the very end where I guess they survived and it's sometime in the future. Like they talk about it in some way. Yeah. And she was like, do you remember? Do you think there's anything we could have done better to not have brought on these old people to get all rage filled? And then the grandpa's like, well, I don't really remember too much about that anymore. That was a long time ago because he doesn't have his memory anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it it just goes to say that don't let you know just because you were nice to them at one point in their life mm-hmm. doesn't mean you shouldn't be nice to them every single day mm-hmm. because they'll soon forget all those old times 
right. all they'll have is the current times. Right. So, and unless you want a old person apocalypse, I, I think you might want to <laughs> chill the fuck out. So, if you got a grandparent in a home, go visit them, okay? Because they could just grab a piece of glass and start shanking you. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's really fucking good. And uh, I'm surprised that you only gave it a five. Like, I feel like you're going to come around to it later on. Maybe. It's like, we'll see. You liked the fucking movie. What was that movie that we liked? The, the the remake of the George Romero film? The the one where they get infected in that town that we always watch. The Crazies? The Crazies, yes. Yeah, I like that movie. You like that movie? This is very well, similar. Well, maybe I need to watch this dubbed. I guess so. I just like seeing people go crazy. Yeah. I love that. That's why I like, what was that movie? The Canadian one that I always talk about? The, the Signal? Yeah. From... 2014. No, it was 20, 2003. Oh, yeah. That's old. Love that movie because you see people go crazy. Right. We like the crazies because that movie actually, they really do go crazy in the movie and not just some like weird action um, scientific movie. You know? Right. It's like just an experience. It, it's a little boring, but I like seeing people go wild and crazy. That's why I also like fucking movies about like color out of space. Right. Your Lovecraft films. Yeah, so if, I think if you like those kind of things, I think it's safe to say that, you you know... It like, needs to be a story. It can't just be people attacking people right, all the Right, but time. I mean, there's something to be said about how he treated this in, in such a nice, like, way. I think it's... Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I think you're wrong. You always think I'm wrong. But you usually are. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> Anyway, guys, so yes, that's all we have for this week's episode. A little shorter than normal. Um, didn't really have any trivia for this movie because, you know, it's kind of new and it's another country. And I did go looking for like interviews and stuff about the film. But to be honest, I really couldn't find all that much. Just a little bit about the, uh, you know, that movie. But at least we got to break it down, talk about some fun moments in the film. Do we know what we're going to watch next week? No, we do not. So we're thinking about watching some Turkish films um, that uh, one's called Dabe, D-A-B-B-E, D-A-T-B-B-E, so the at symbol, but they changed it to just D-A-B-B-E. They're trying to be cool about it or something. There's like these Turkish supernatural films that look really cool. They like have an evil dead look to them. Really gnarly looking shit. But the Dabe one, I can't find the very first movie and I'm... I don't know if you're supposed to watch them all since in succession. And then there's this other one called Sicken, which I think is just as it sounds, but they say Sijin, S-I-J-J-I-N. Both of these movies are either on Netflix or YouTube. You can watch them with uh, subtitles, by the way. But we'll we'll, we'll try to figure it out. I got to show her the trailers because I never did show it to her. I went down a rabbit hole on fucking all these fucking movies. You might have seen my post about it on Twitter or Facebook or uh, TikTok or somewhere, uh, which by the way, if you haven't followed us on TikTok, please do. I've been putting up a lot more material on there, stuff that you wouldn't get in any of the other uh, social media places. It's different. So it is different content at least. So check that out. BTV cast on there. But yeah, so we may do these uh, Turkish films. I want to show them to you. If not, maybe we'll do something like, you know, some more Hong Kong films or maybe we can do Martyrs. 
and like something else like some french films but well, you know if you got some ideas for us let us know otherwise we'll let you know like we usually do on thursday or friday so keep your eyes peeled to the socials but uh, other than that thank you guys so much for coming by let us know what you think about both of these movies if you've seen them and as always long live the void Thank you.